put a spell on you. Cause you're mine. Welcome to Hex Rated, where we four witches will take you on a magical journey through foul language and outrageous feminism. Plus, some witchy shit. Alright, everything works. Here we are. Oh, hey, brand new track. I don't know how to make that fucking happen. I, you know, listen, everyone. When we decided to do this, none of us are audio engineers. Uh, that's all I got. Just, just. I mean... I we are now. We're we're engineering I the mean, audio. I uh, mean, Jay is an I audio actually, engineer. Yeah. Oh, I did oh. go for two years. Are you college well, for fuck. it? Come but on, then. I don't want to like mess with your flow. Oh, I I need you to mess with. There is no flow. There is zero flow happening. Yeah, mine no. was also before some of the technology we have now. I which mean, makes me feel this old. program is not hard. I'm just not. I'm great at things. I'm great at many things. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> You guys, yes. I should pay you. <laughs> Welcome to Hex Rated. I am uh, Blackbird. I'm Scarlet. I'm Lily. And I'm Jay. We're here to talk to you today about the problems with audio recording and women's rights, motherfuckers. And witch cream. Motherfuckers. Yeah. Specifically, like, reproductive rights. Yes, that's what we're talking about today. We have a lot. Reproduction. And surprisingly, there is a lot to cover. A lot on to that. cover. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It won't all be covered today. I oh. mean, in these troubled times, <laughs> <laughs> really didn't think that was going to elicit a laugh. I mean, I mean, what else can we do? Yeah, you have to laugh or you'll just cry all day. That's true. I that just want to put a disclaimer out there that we're talking about uh, a lot of reproductive rights and uh, women's health issues. And I just want to acknowledge, and we're, I'm going to mess it up every time I say something, but. Not all uh, women have a uterus or have or menstruate or have children and not all uh, people that have those things identify as women. So we're trying to be inclusive and um, we're talking about biological issues, but we're including people that identify as women and uh, people that have these issues that don't identify as women gender wise or something in between. So I'm going to try to my best to be cognizant of that, but I know I'm going to make a mistake. So um, please give us feedback on that, but we're going to try our best. Absolutely. Oh yeah. We're for like, I don't even know the right term. Cis. Is that the right term? Heterosexual? We yeah. Are heterosexual Cis women. Yeah. Women. Yes. So I mean, mostly heterosexual. And, yeah. I mean, well, I don't know about y'all. And only one of us is uterus free. Yeah, yeah. Uterus free for 93. It wasn't in 93. But it was cool. <laughs> that was a good rhyme, though. I what mean, year did, the, it did was, you say bye? It was It was actually uh, September 11th, 2006. Really? Yes. Yeah, so five years after the, the actual September 11th happened. But wow. I just remember, I was like, this is an auspicious day to be having surgery. Is this a good idea? Yeah. Fuck yes. It'll be a good memory. Gotta get that yeah. out of there. Dude, best, best. I mean, it wasn't really a decision. I wouldn't call it a decision, but like I probably needed to have it taken away like five years previous, but no doctor would do it. And we can talk about that too. Yeah, we mm. can. We sure can. Uh, I can't stop staring at your boobs. They're pretty big right now. I oh, mean, that's crazy. Hey, speaking about re- reproduction, 
totally pregnant <laughs> totally on topic with two babies so yeah. uh double I babies i can't like my brain just skipped over that entire thing because i just can't two for the price of one i mean <laughs> so, so you'll be one? paying for it at some point yeah. trust me yeah oh, oh, I know. which one's going to tatooine and which one gets to be a princess i guess we'll have to see uh when the genders because obviously the boy has to go to tatooine i mean yeah that's just the way it is mm-hmm or if it's two boys, I don't know which one will get to be the princess. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I don't know. So, I mean, I know what you're talking about, but I then I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. Like, Star I understand Wars. Star Wars. Yes, I'm, I'm on the planet well with luke that. and leia were twins oh, and oh, luke got oh, sent to tatooine yeah. oh. he got the shitty end of the oh. deal until you know princess leia's planet got blown up i guess i didn't remember that whole backstory i, I just know he's it. on a planet with two sons and it yeah. seems real dusty and gross and, <laughs> and then and, and then there's then little leia guys have jimmy smith's is her dad jimmy smith's is not leia's dad he is <laughs> okay. he's, he's bail organa that seems so weird I, I, I remember like, seeing uh, him on L.A. Law. Yeah, me too. That had a great theme song. I think he was on a thing before that even, wow, too. We're old. Oh, so we all old. have no idea what we're talking about. Uh, no idea. <laughs> nice. Oh, I, I do, but... Okay, thanks. I just... <laughs> I mean, just listening. All right, well, now that we have that sorted out, uh, what has everybody been doing with their lives this last few weeks Getting here? Getting knocked up. Well, that happened. Well, yes. that was a while ago. Was that a was, but yes, but now is the big, the big reveal. Uh, and, and at first, you know, we found out that Lily was just pregnant. But of course, then later you find out that it's like double pregnant. Double baby. Double baby time. Double baby so time. That was pretty. I don't know. It left us all kind of reeling for oh, about a week. Oh, it, it left me reeling. <laughs> You're still for, reeling. I think I'm still reeling. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I'm going to really believe it until two babies come out of my vagina. That's, yeah. <laughs> oh, you'll believe it then. And then I'll be like, oh, shit. Just put one back. Oh, oh shit. shit. Oh, shit, son. Damn it. I'm this just going to sell the other one to a nice lesbian couple. I mean, you know, you know, somebody <laughs> wants wants that baby. I know, but now I want it. Yeah. I'm of keep it. Do. Yeah. I'm keep it. I mean, and that's, and if, and if you didn't, that's okay okay too yeah. i mean it's whatever yeah it's what else but i'm, I'm gonna keep them i'm okay. happy and i can't wait to swaddle your babies in <laughs> swaddling clothes i mean because that's what you do right yeah you just swaddle them up <laughs> swaddle them up they can poop in there and everything yeah, you don't have to worry them. right yeah. then just stick them in the washer clean them off fine. oh can we do like that mesoamerican thing where we like tie their heads to a board so they're like cone heads Ooh. Oh no! No, what, but why do you do that? To make them look cool. Yeah, it is cool. It's aristocratic looking. Do they just walk or like wobble around with the board on their head all the time? No, it's or? when they're and little, they're and they're not walking around anyway. Heads are real malleable. Heads are mm-hmm. Is it just at night? It's, no, <laughs> it's just at night. <laughs> okay, let's just drop it. We're not. All right, we're not gonna make them cone heads. Shit. Okay. Oh, one of my um, kind of excited, but all right. Mom's friends who had a baby in like '93. They had to use a vacuum to suck the baby out because oh, yeah. her epidural was so much that she couldn't even push. Like they had to like push on her stomach Ooh. and she couldn't push at all. She was like so out of it. So they stuck this, uh, there's probably a better term than vacuum, but vacuum I up mean, into her and pulled the baby out. But because of the vacuum, baby had a cone head yeah. for weeks. Yeah. I wonder if that's still how they do it. I don't know. I'm sure... There's a listener uh, there, out there that might be. I have no don't idea. Don't they have like some forceps or tongs that they use? Well, I think yeah, that's a thing. But I think the vacuum thing is like some sort of suction thing. Gentler. Yeah, I, I don't know. know. I don't Dude, know. It all sounds very terrible. Let's all let's say this right now up front. 
we are not doctors. <laughs> no. We are. Despite what you may have thought. I mean. Because of our intense medical knowledge. You can come here looking for fun, and you can come here looking for facts, but you're not going to get both. <laughs> I mean, you might have some. You're not going to get the facts. No, I mean, fun. we have a few facts. Maybe. We, we definitely have uh, some things on the agenda today. Mm, yeah. Speaking of which, tell us about this listener mail. Oh, yeah. Hey, so so one of our listeners contacted us a, a, quite a while ago. So it's taken us a while to get to this uh, episode. But uh, our listener Indigo, I think she goes by Indigo. Just Indigo. Just Indigo. I don't, I don't know. Indigo. Maybe she doesn't want her name out it's there. It's true. Indigo. Well, I mean, I think she no. She said she was OK with that. Oh, OK. Never mind. <laughs> I've, I've made sure she said. But it, she would like. She wanted us to talk about the topic of uh, reproductive coercion. In case you know you've never heard of that term, I think we all kind of can get a clue as to what this means. It's it's basically uh, behavior that's used to pressure or coerce a woman into becoming pregnant or into continuing or ending a pregnancy against her will through the use of manipulation, intimidation, or threats and or actual acts of violence. There's quite a, a bit of statistics that support the fact that um, people that are in relationships that already suffer abuse uh, could also, this could also happen to them or, or they're probably already experiencing some form, some other form of abuse. I knew this happened, but I didn't know there was a term for it. Yeah. So, cause I mean, Same I think him. we've, I mean, I've seen a sh- either a show or I've heard about like guys that like will flush their girlfriend's birth control down the toilet Been or there. like it's it's all it's I don't want to say it's like foreign to me like I understand that it happens but it's all very weird because I've never dated a guy that has ever done any of those things like broken a condom on purpose or anything like you know it was always back in back in the 80s and 90s it was very much like holy shit don't have a baby mm-hmm. you know there was never nobody want nobody wanted that baby so like it's it seems um real strange but i think this is probably you know it could be kind of prevalent or or at least you know it's it's definitely happening it's happened to me wow before before my husband Did i was I in a know. terrible relationship and i don't like really talking about it a yeah, lot yeah um also because it enrages my husband and i worry he'll like hunt him down um but yeah i was with a really psychotic guy um and he was the first person i slept with so it was very easily to be manipulated like i didn't even realize sure i believed everything he said and and excused a lot of the things he did and then realizing like that it's not normal to have a boyfriend mess with your birth control or um try to with the condoms and things like that and he really wanted me to get pregnant like he i remember one of the worst experiences of my life was being in a walmart bathroom at 18 a senior in high school taking a pregnancy test and him disappointed because i wasn't pregnant and thinking if i get pregnant i'm stuck with this guy i'll have to get an abortion and he got violent over that and that's the moment that changed my life where I knew I had to get out of that relationship and I had to find a way to get away from him. And it took cutting out a lot of people in my life because my friends excused like some of the things he did. They're like, oh no, it's fine. Which I found out my best friend was also sleeping with him. Oh, (laughs) Which was part of the reason why she excused when I would tell her. And she was like, no, it's not true. And didn't believe it. Oh my God. Um, 
and it was it was a scary thing and i think that was the thing that he wanted me to get pregnant so bad because he knew it would be harder for me to get away from him well I, that was my question it would do you think it was because he wanted you to be like tied to him 100%. forever yeah, yeah yeah and he he tried to use friends and things like that to keep me from leaving him when wow. i was ready to and it took like completely blocking everything blocking people that was trying to keep him in contact with me him using anything and luckily my family like wanted him out of my life completely yeah um and even th- then i didn't tell them everything sure sure because at 18 it was really hard well and you're so young and uh, like i, w- I don't want to say impressionable but like that is a pivotal like time in any young woman's life where you don't really know Look, let's face it. You don't really know what the fuck you're doing at 18. Am I right? Yeah, that's yeah. a fact. No, that's a fact. Like, I know I didn't. Your brain's not even done developing yet. I mean, I grew up with parents that basically said, look, if you have... Because my my sister got pregnant at 15 and uh, had an abortion, like, forced. Like, my parents were like, you're getting an abortion. Which, you know, hey. But, like, so after that happened in my family, my parents were like, if you come home pregnant, you will live on the street you will not bring that baby home. Like, like it's really, like, that's terrible, too, right? Yeah. There was no no middle ground. But I was so freaked out and scared about getting pregnant. It was like, hey, can I use eight kinds of birth control? Because I will. Like, will that help? Mm-hmm. I mean, well, and I guess under the definition of reproductive coercion, uh, the, the inverse of, of pressuring someone to terminate a pregnancy or, right. or encouraging them to not get pregnant would also be an issue so sure so you could also have a partner or a family member pressuring you to terminate a pregnancy yeah um but in either case i going back to jay's story i think having supportive family made a huge difference because yes. i can see that not only could it be your partner because right now we're sort of talking about a heterosexual um male female sort of partnership but i mean you could also feel pressured from your family members either right. wanting you to to settle down and have grandkids or oh, yeah. or sure. telling you that they're going to kick you out of the family if you have um an abortion or something like that or even admit that you were having ex- premarital sex or anything like that and then we were just kind of throwing out hypotheticals. I mean, you could be in a same-sex r- relationship where people could be using... I mean, obviously, they wouldn't be tampering with your birth control necessarily, but using the same tactics of making you feel guilty. Um, psychologically making, Psychologically, right. you know, saying that, well, we had a deal. You know, I wanted to have kids, and now we're together. And if you, somehow, like, you're defrauding them by not wanting to or wanting to have kids... Especially if you're if you feel economically tied to that person right. or emotionally tied to that person, those tactics are really effective. Even though, like, once you get out of that situation, you're like, "Oh my god, I can't believe," you know, I put myself in that situation. But it's so hard when you're in it and you care about somebody and they're telling you that they want you to do something or not do something. You you want to take them seriously because you you want you love them. So so it is it's extraordinary extraordinarily manipulative and it's really scary just because it's not affecting one or two people it's going to affect three people at minimum right so not to mention the families or yeah mm-hmm. i just looked blackbird at your notes and i saw um just this factoid real quick uh, that a woman having an unintended pregnancy is four times more likely to be in an abusive relationship than a woman having a planned pregnancy that's a really startling that's statistic a, right yeah it's it's insane Women that are being physically abused by their by their partners are three times more likely to have STIs. I mean, just mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I cannot imagine how hard it is to get out. Uh, and and I mean, the first thing I think uh, to recommend to anybody is there there is support out there. 
um, if you can't turn to your family, if you can't turn to friends, because, yeah. you know, I mean, thank goodness you had family to turn yeah. to. I had a roof over my head. So right. That, that helped. It wasn't like I, I was 18. Right. And I was able to, like, have my parents help me get away from him. Right. But if I didn't have that. Right. Uh, I don't I don't know how I could have cut him out of my life. It, w- it took cutting friends out of my life, but I couldn't have done it without my family. I mean, I know I could. I know there's women that are right. strong and have done so, but. Well, I think now, too, like just with the prevalence of social media, it's so hard to actually really 100% get away from anybody, right? I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That motherfucker messaged me. Like, he's messaged me a couple times over the years. And wow. it's just. It's crazy how exes pop back up, man. Yeah. With, like, <laughs> social media, it makes it even easier for oh, them yeah. to find oh. you through people. Ugh. A couple days before I got married, one of my exes was like, this is off top, like, not <laughs> the same. But he was, he, like, Facebook me and he was like, so you're getting married? And I was like, yeah. yeah. And he's like, are you ready? And I was like, yeah. Who are you? I was like, what, what did you think I was going to say? Like, no, it was always you. It was just a ploy to get you to message me. <laughs> I'm so me. glad you're talking to me. <laughs> so glad like, again. What? I will immediately but leave yeah, my fancy. But yeah, to your point, it is so mm. difficult to get rid of people. Like, we just recently had to cut out a friend or a former friend. And it, that was fucking hard. Yeah. We can yeah. cut that out. No, it's okay. I mean... Yeah, so I can't imagine, you know, but I, we do want to say, and we will definitely have these in the newsletter and the uh, on the website, but there are places you can go if you don't have anything immediate that uh, you can turn to. There's the National Domestic Violence Hotline. They will help you. It is uh, Their website is thehotline.org. There's also, the I didn't know this was a thing, but I think it's great that it is, the National Dating Abuse Hotline. Their their uh, website is loveisrespect.org. I like that. I know, right? And uh, also the National Sexual Assault Hotline. And you can also um, check out RAIN, R-A-I-N-N.org. So there are definitely resources out there, especially online and, and actual phone numbers that you can call. And we'll, we'll make sure to list those. But um, if you have anybody that you can that you can trust to talk to. I mean, I would if even if you think that the possibility is happening where someone is messing with your ability to control your own reproductive rights. I mean, and I'm not just talking about the government, but like, you know, somebody close to you that you're in a Mm -hmm. relationship with that is like making you feel bad or guilty because of a because of a decision that you don't want to make or you're not ready to make that decision. Dude, there are people that will help you. Yeah, totally. And like. The thing about pregnancy in particular, uh, I mean, I'm not done with it, obviously. I'm only like week 12 and some change. But if you don't want to be pregnant, it could very easily become like the worst thing that ever happened to you. Like a really bad acid trip, right? It sucks. Like just like all of the physical things that go into being pregnant could be very traumatizing if you were not in like the mindset of, no, it's okay that these things are happening. It's okay that I'm like feel so sick all the time and I'm getting these terrible headaches and I have sciatica now and like I can't eat all this stuff and I can't drink what I want to like you really like even when you want to be pregnant you can feel like your body was being has been hijacked you're like I'm not fucking in control of anything anymore which is can be very traumatizing even if you're not even if you want to be pregnant like I said but hell if you don't want to be pregnant it is it would be I can only imagine how like emotionally and mentally physically rough that whole experience is and if you don't have a partner who is supportive or like i can't even imagine 
Well, and just financially, like you're fortunate that right now you're off for school. But like, mm-hmm. can you imagine trying to work when because you have been sick as a dog mm-hmm. and hopefully that's about to kind of peter off a little bit. But like, like you said, you wanted to be pregnant and you have the freedom and you have a partner and family that help you out. But like if you were barely trying to make ends meet before and now you have to like go to work, even though you're having headaches, you're having vertigo, you can't eat, you're throwing up like, you know, you could potentially lose your job or like, you know, lose income because you can't work. Yeah. Um, you know, if, depending on I mean, it's not just like suck it up, buttercup and like pop out a baby. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a more than nine month endeavor because then you have Ugh. postpartum issues. But it's like you have child care. You have all. Yeah. yeah. In oh the my future. God, that, so if that's much. not what you wanted, you're now. Right. Right. Stuck with. And yeah. I mean, like, depending on what medications you're on, you might not be able to ha- yes. take those. So if you're on blood pressure There's or insulin or the list of medicate, like the list of medications you can take while pregnant is like super short, su- like four things. Like and it's very small, life threatening things, you know, like mm-hmm. if you have seizures or if you have very serious uh, depression or bipolar rheumatoid or, arthritis or yeah, any kind of arthritis or um, autoimmune that you get any kind of infusions or t- chemo type treatments, you can't take them anymore so it, it could be very seriously life-threatening to you and mm-hmm. you could lose your job i mean yeah luckily in the teaching industry there's it's so many women that everyone like i work my building is entirely women there is no dudes wow. who That's work awesome. at my school which is kind of an anomaly like there's normally just a couple but my administration is all women all the teachers i work with are women and they're all women who've had children so it's like super understanding everybody's very excited and it's like they've been there but i feel like so fortunate to be able to have that sort of community at my job because it could very easily be completely different absolutely have people who don't understand yeah I i think it's really brings up the topic too of having access to like healthcare, having access to if you do want to terminate the pregnancy because there is like uh statistically women in abusive relationships are more likely to stay if they don't have access right. to terminate because like we said like with having a roof of your head like or work like if you know you have to have him help you with the bills it, right uh, yeah and that living in texas where you know the clinics aren't we, you don't have as much access like to the clinics here with the bills are yeah, passing they're it's so crazy. far away from each other um well, I, one thing I really want to do is thank uh, our listener Indigo for even bringing this topic to our attention or definitely, I mean, it's definitely something that deserves coverage. It deserves more coverage than just our little podcast. I mean, I think this, this is happening and people need to be aware that it's happening and, uh, and to know that there are resources out there. So thank you, Indigo. Um, thank you for, she sent a bunch of information to, it's where I pulled most of this information from. So I just really want to say thanks for for um, sending it to us and and having us cover it. Yes, thank you all. Well, in terms of uh, what you were kind of touching on, Jay, the the bigger picture of just access to choice, access to care, access to preventative or prophylactic measures that people can take, um, do we want to just jump right into the big A word, abortion? Yes. Okay. On my drive over here, I saw, oh my God, Two dudes. It's always dudes. Older, I mean, it's not always old dudes. Two, one, one is an old guy. One is an other, like, uh, maybe 30s or 40s guy. And it's like, right now, y'all, it is Texas. It is hot as fuck outside. And one is sitting under shade, and they're holding a giant sign that says, 
pray to end abortion. And they're like they're 500 feet away from Planned yeah, they're, Parenthood, they're, right? They're even further than 500 feet. But yes, they are in the vicinity of a Planned Parenthood. Um, it's balls hot. It's 2 p.m. And there's really like it's I guess it's a, hev- a pretty heavy traffic area. But it's also like. I don't know. I, my brain just did one of those things where it's like like a record skipping. I was like, well, uh, why am I seeing this right now? You know? Oh, yeah. I live in fucking Texas. That's why. Well, and the thing about that is those Planned Parenthoods don't even do abortions. Those are just health clinics. No, it's just, yeah, it's where you go to get your pills, Like, man. no. Like or the, uh, things that don't have anything right. to do with... with like go get checked for an it's STD. It's just a doctor's right. office. Like yeah. you're just protesting. You could be getting a, a fucking flu shot. You could yeah. be right. Like yeah. no, the Planned Parenthoods that they do abortions at. I've been to one in Houston um, with my sister, and it was like super early in the morning, and it's like fucking barbed wire, like fucking ten foot fence around the whole perimeter. You have to have a code to get in. Then there's all these different like wow. things you have to go through to get into the building. And it was like it didn't register in my mind because it was so early. And then I'm like Holy sitting, shit. I'm like <laughs> sitting upstairs, like my sister's in the um her like room talking to her doctor where suddenly I was like, all that stuff is there is because they think somebody's gonna come in here and just start shooting. Holy shit. Yeah. Like I was like It's pretty freaky once it all snaps yeah, into place. Like I, shit. I like it, I was just so like tired, it was like six AM that I didn't really think about all these like intense security measures. Yeah. So they're protesting the Planned Parenthood that's just, just like a do- fucking doctor's office. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think they just want to protest Planned Parenthood. Oh, they're just trying to make themselves feel good. They're like, oh, yeah, I went out there in the heat and held my son and and saved some babies. That's, I mean, this is my, I mean, I have many, many complaints, gripes, opinions about this, but it's like, you're two dudes. You literally have nothing to do. You have nothing to do with this, but they do because, again, manipulation, control, and that patriarchy yeah party fucking again. smash it misogyny we have masculine 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 can't say that anyway yeah let's jump well, in i think part of it is that a lot of people don't understand what abortion is or how it works or how pregnancy works and this includes women because i've actually had uh you know friends of friends families and stuff that are anti-choice that they really don't seem to understand how certain kinds of birth control work because they just didn't have it in their day and right. they're not informed. And so, I mean, first of all, birth control, the pill or the shot or any of those are not abortion. They prevent you from even ovulating. IUDs also, some people think that they somehow prevent uh, that there's like a fertilized egg in there and it kills it or something. Oh. It actually prevents that it was originally designed to prevent implantation so there's a fertilized egg and it doesn't implant in the uterus so it can't grow it's not a baby that's just science that's the scientific definition of a pregnancy but um they've actually done studies now where it actually prevents uh ovulation and it prevents the hormones that would allow that to even happen so almost all people using an iud are getting are not getting pregnant because of of that then um, we have the morning after pill, which is pretty controversial. It also mostly just prevents ovulation. Right. Um, it can, I guess, in some cases prevent or, or cause a, a fertilized egg to not implant. But it, it really just prevents fertilization in the first place. Is and that I'll, still available? Is it over the counter? It's, you just have it's to not ask over for the it. counter. Well, yeah. It, so but yeah, it's you, not a prescription. You don't need no, a prescription. Okay. prescription. And right. I know that in various places, um, people complain about the pharmacists either straight up not 
being saying that they have the authority to not dispense uh, it and then also just that there are a lot of pharmacists that are have misinformation that are saying that you do need a prescription or that huh. you have to have permission or something which is not true you're supposed to wow. be able to just go and get it and in fact you probably should if you are sexually active and are worried about that to just have it on hand yeah, because just have one. it's supposed to work um within 48 hours so if you did have some kind of like condom breaking or some kind of situation to just have it on hand so that you're not having to go to like a pharmacy and then like if they deny you you got to go to another pharmacy oh my god i can't imagine that is yeah but Mm -hmm. fyi also Mm -hmm. people are like well you know people are just treating these like birth control i guarantee to you that they are not because Mm -hmm. i haven't had to take it but my one of my best friends had to and it is it's not like you pop two aspirin and take a nap it's basically taking like taking first of all it's not one pill that you just pop it's several Mm -hmm. that you have to take over a certain amount of time and it's like taking a whole pack of birth control Mm -hmm. at once it sucks i've taken it yeah you have cramping and bleeding and nausea and mood swing like all the things that you would normally have in the week of a period like crammed into 24 48 hours yeah it, it does not feel good it's terrible tell yeah. us, uh, tell us oh, i mean that's basically it it's like the worst period of your like, life like it's just sucks. how long did it last like several days you know it was a number of years ago it was about six years ago yeah. it was when me and my now husband had first gotten together we had a condom break yeah. and he went and bought it for me and um it was it was cramping it was heavy bleeding headaches it was basically like period symptoms and it didn't last as long as a period it was like three days yeah if i remember correctly but it but was, like it was three not days fun. of terrible yes yeah. it was not fun and like not an experience i ever wanted to repeat after that right right yeah. so i think that's a big thing a lot of people don't understand is they think it's just like something that you can go and get like candy like popping a tic tac and then like ta-da not pregnant it it's it's a pain in the ass or the vagina uterus area yeah. you know like it's it's not fun. It's not like people are, are are doing this like capriciously. Is it cost prohibitive? Do you remember, Lily? Uh, I'll be real. I don't remember how yeah. much it cost. I just he, didn't know. He um he bought it. Yeah, my, my what a then boyfriend was like, I I need to go get it right now, and he paid for it. Oh, that's so, nice. Yeah. I w- I would just be interested to know to see if it's like being priced to be prohibitive to um you know lower income people or right. you know yeah. I don't know, just I'm, an interesting that's probably the aside. case. And then, of course, there's medical abortions where it, it is also a series of pills that you take that in, induce basically a period or a miscarriage, which you can only take up. I don't know what the cutoff is in weeks, but it's basically you were prescribed it and then you go home and take it. Yeah. And that's um, what my sister. There's did. some bleeding and cramping, but it's it's something that you don't need to be hospitalized for, that you don't need to be under doctor's supervision. Right. Um, it's it's not anything that's more complicated or dangerous than uh being pregnant uh which i this is kind of a tangent but i was reading a statistic they polled people if they thought that having having an abortion was more or less or the same amount of danger as being pregnant probably safer is my guess it's much safer it is much much safer than being pregnant and we'll get to maternal mortality rate down the line we we have a lot to say about that issue too it's actually much much safer than than being pregnant and then they asked if they thought that it was that abortion was uh as safe less safe or the same amount of safety is getting your wisdom teeth out and it's actually the right. same amount it's it's yeah. safer or as safe because you're actually not going under like right. with, with uh you're safer. having anesthesia when yeah. you have your wisdom teeth out and uh the, that's always very dangerous anytime yep. you go under so just the idea that people kind of imagine like 
all this like crazy surgical bleeding and blood and cutting. Like I've heard a lot of politicians talk about like, well, anytime you're cutting into people, I'm like, there's no cutting, Whoa, no cutting, no cutting. There's no, it's not Cut like the baby. Out. There's not, it's not yeah, a thing. that's not, not a thing. how it happens. So then in, in later where you actually have the, and we've got some notes on that too, about um, the oh. dilation and evacuation, but it's basically like, you uh, are induced with uh, medicine to dilate and then the, the baby or the fetus is uh, is removed. Right. So, um, and once again, that doesn't involve knives or cutting or bleeding or any of that. Which is why it's absurd that Texas is like, didn't they just put it like a ban on the most the most common type of abortion? Like, I thought that there well, was yeah, like, for, for that late, yeah. So obviously the preferred method would be to take the RU486, the pill, when yeah. you can. But once again, I mean, it's a vicious cycle because politicians are creating these waiting periods. Oh, yeah that you have to have ultrasounds that and closing down clinics. So now you have to take off work and get a ride and go out of town and stay overnight because there's this waiting period. So it becomes this whole like multi-day hundreds and hundreds of dollars kind of situation. Is that still the law in the books? I thought they made that unconstitutional here. Like the, the, waiting the, the waiting period. I'm not. I don't. I, that's what I they tried to, to do. But, but but even so, if you've got to go out of town, yeah, you've fucking... still got to get a ride. You got to take off work. You've got to get a place to stay. You've got to go to the clinic. You know, like it's a multi-day process. Well, and another problem that we've had here in Texas is so okay. So they instilled this law, and of course, people went nutso and took them to took took the state to court over it and said this is unconstitutional. Meanwhile, these clinics have had to close, and they don't magically open back right, up when exactly. the Supreme Court is like, you can't do that. Like right. they're still gone. Yeah, they're still gone. People are still having to take. I mean, Texas is big, y'all. It's like a it's a good day trip from El Paso to here. I mean, Mean, right? oh, yeah. it's, it's like, El Paso to Houston is, is further than El Paso to California. Yeah. yeah, it's really far. So it's not just like, you know, hey, we're just going to get in the car and go do this. It's fucking you have to plan it. And yeah. yeah. And that can like end up pushing you into like the second trimester having to wait. Right. Like, and arrange and like get off of work. Exactly. And arrange if you do already have kids arrange for child. Because right, I mean, a lot of times you don't even find out you're pregnant until you're almost through the for you know yeah you could i mean theoretically be through the first trimester almost i was um because it was twins my hcg my pregnancy hormone was like way higher than most women which should have been like assigned to me at the beginning i actually knew i was pregnant four days before my missed or five days before my missed period which normally isn't the case but um like for my sister when my sister got pregnant um when she was still in college she was in college out in east texas where um, she couldn't have like there was no Planned Parenthood who did that out in East Texas right. she was going to college and um, or West Texas excuse me she was in West Texas for college but so she had to go back to my parents in Houston so she had to arrange a time where she wouldn't have to like she was going to class you know she had to figure all that out had arranged to get back to Houston to be with my parents so that she could have it it had to be a place like a clinic that would do that so she ended up and you you only have the first trimester so she ended up it was like week 10 and a half when yeah. she was finally able right which is like the very end of when you can and we were like okay. to my sister like you gotta we gotta do this you just need to come home and she be like you're cutting it like so close so yeah because they're not gonna let you fucking do it stupid state and the thing about late-term abortions too what people get like when they just want to ban late-term abortions like across the board i read i think it was on jezebel 
this awful story from this poor woman who had to have a late-term abortion because the fetus wasn't viable outside of her womb and she was like 32 weeks and she wanted this baby so bad and it was such a traumatic experience for her yeah people it's not some dumb teenager that like at seven months is like oops i don't want to be pregnant anymore these so-called late-term abortions are it's a miscarriage at that point is what is happening it's a most cases it's a pregnancy that was wanted that something is happening that is a medical emergency either the pregnancy is not viable or something is life-threatening to the mother and first a lot of insurance won't cover it it's based and and plus you have to have the baby it's not like oops like i don't want to be pregnant and like the baby disappears like you still have to go into labor and deliver like a baby That is possibly stillborn, could be, you know. Right. So all the complications and pain and medicine and bleeding and tearing and all of that business that you still have to do when you're pregnant. That So this is also not a thing that happens where somebody capriciously wakes up one day and is like, I don't want to be pregnant anymore. Right. Yeah. And it's that like the flippancy that people think exists around this is really upsetting do you feel like that flippancy is perceived by men because i have a lot of conversations with a lot of women and i don't find that any of us i mean granted my you know circle skews a certain way but like i don't see women taking this issue cavalierly like being pregnant not being pregnant having an abortion like but i see men as as like you know, typically, st- you know, stereotyping women as a certain way, like, just yeah, she just sluts. didn't want to be pregnant anymore. I mean, yeah, because, you know, that's just how, you know, we wake up and think it's just like I said, I, I've talked to a few people, but it was mostly older women who don't understand how some of these procedures work because they weren't an, an option 40, 50 years ago right. and are like, well, you know, like during the election, they were like, Hillary Clinton wants to rip babies out of the womb. I was like, first of all, that's not a, that's not a medical procedure. That's literally not a thing that can happen. If you are having some kind of quote unquote abortion at like eight or nine months, it's because you are having a medical emergency for a pregnancy that you really, really wanted. You're not having an abortion because you don't want to be pregnant anymore. Like, that's just not a thing that right. happens in a hospital. It's <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, I, I I guess I when I think about it, I feel like I do hear that opinion more from men. But I do also hear it from women like I, I'm exposed to at my job, like a lot of differing opinions like outside of the circle that just we have which is pretty open but piggybacking real quick on what scarlet said about like 50 60 years ago when you couldn't get an abortion there was an article in the new yorker that this lady wrote about um it was called like um, my grandmother's desperate choice but her grandmother died of trying like trying to give herself an abortion in the 50s because she already had a couple of kids and just could not handle another one and couldn't get an abortion and so by, like by herself at home tried to give herself an abortion and died and it was like the family's big secret that this is what had happened and they said like they covered it up by saying it was all these other things and for a long time this woman's mom didn't even know that that's how her mother had died and it's like this is what happens like right. when you're in a desperate situation when you have three kids and you get pregnant and what are you going to do like I mean, that's the thing. If legislatures really think that um, this is going to like outlawing 
certain procedures or certain, you know, like clinics have to be, you know, a certain way or, or prohibiting these things. It's not going to stop women from trying to do the best they can to to do the best thing that is in their interest. It's not going to stop. It's stopping them having access to a safe yes, option. Exactly. Yes. And uh, and that's the thing. It also targets, you know, uh, lower income minorities as well right. because uh, banning abortion doesn't really stop rich women like they can fly out of the country if needed. That's what right. happened before Roe versus Wade. Right. Like rich women had access to fly to another country and get the abortion that they wanted to get. Right. So access to better health care too when you have more money. Yeah, exactly. Sure. sure. Yeah. yeah, I was actually reading a thing that was a little bit fascinating about like I always kind of had this idea that religious, overly religious people would be uh, completely against abortion, but there was a clergy consultation service back before Roe versus Wade, where it was reverends and rabbis that were secretly helping women get consultations and get access in other states to to abortion or would counsel them of like, is this what you want? Would you prefer to do adoption? Or if you do need to, I can get you connected with a doctor. And some like, you know, had risked prison for it because like sure. Florida, it was illegal to even counsel a woman on abortion back then wow well that is really fascinating that reminds me because scarlett and i are big fans of the show um on showtime called the nick because we love glavo and and there's a fantastic character on that show who is a nun who gives abortions to women this is a set in the turn of the century like 1800s early 1900s and you know she goes to prison for it but like she's a fantastic character because that's what fucking happened back then it was nuns midwives people like that that were doing this service it's not like the service just disappeared yeah well and i think that's kind of what put it on our radar to talk about in the first place is that when it's not legally available the people you turn to are you know people that are sort of the witches of their society whether they literally are or they're just sort of an outcast or a pariah or somebody that's working in the shadows in some capacity, uh, it becomes groups of women that sort of band together and create these networks to help each other out when, right. you know, mainstream medicine is, or the legal system is putting them in a corner. And speaking of the, the flippancy issue, I feel like there's a, a little bit of, especially coming from other women, maybe that sort of misery loves company of someone felt like they didn't have a choice, either because of the era or the cultural climate or they felt like they were being coerced and it's sort of like well if I had to suck it up and do this then I'm jealous of other people that have more choice maybe mm-hmm. I think that that might be a, an undercurrent there I, I mean I don't want to put words in someone's mouth but I kind of get that vibe from some the very few women that I encounter that are anti-choice the other thing that I notice huh. when I get into debates with people is, especially men, is you, you're like, well, why should this not be legal? Or, or why should, you know, insurance not pay for birth control or, or any anything to do with women's health? And it keeps coming down to, well, I shouldn't have to pay for someone else's decisions. I'm like, well, that's literally how insurance works. So, OK. And, right. <laughs> and I'm like, so why this? I mean, and, and they're like, well, I shouldn't have to. Uh, you know, if, if some woman wants to to go have sex, she should have to deal with the consequences. Mm. And I'm like, mm, there we oh. we nailed it right there. Yep. Uh, and, and you ask people, you're like, why do women 
need to be punished for having sex. Right. And you're like, well, but I shouldn't. But no, why do you think that a woman having sex without repercussions needs to be punished in some way? Right. And and they can't answer because that's the fundamental problem is that it makes people crazy. The idea that men can go and have sex and for the most part not have a lot of consequences. They might get hit up for child support, but even that can be pretty hush hush. No one really needs to know. Right. You don't look any different. You don't have to change your eating or drinking habits. You don't have to. It be, doesn't affect you at work. People don't approach you on right. the bus being like, oh, let me talk to you about. I'm going to touch your tummy. Yeah, Ugh, I mean, it, yeah. it's so so much for all intents and purposes, except maybe on a financial level right. and maybe not even in that capacity. Nothing really changes. Nothing really changes. But yeah. so so to to be like, well, but women can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and in the kind meantime, of, Viagra. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I mean that's the real. Uh, I think you. I think it's good when you do have those conversations with people to really try and distill it all the way down because people like to talk about a lot of other reasons women shouldn't have abortions on the surface. But let's get right down to the fucking you know root of the matter. Mm-hmm. You don't want women having because it's not the it's not like the quote unquote babies that you care about because as soon as no, that baby's shit, born, right? No one gives a flying fuck. Nope. What oh. happens to it? No one cares about its education. No one cares right. about its health insurance. No one cares about if it's fucking hungry. Does it have enough to eat? Does it have like a roof over its head? Like these, for the most part, I feel like people who are anti-choice and who have these opinions are like, oh, I shouldn't have to pay for another lady's like birth control, blah, blah, blah. They don't actually, it's not actually children that they care about because right. if they cared about children if these people who are if these like politicians if these like talking heads who are up there talking about how they are pro-life they would give a fuck about children and what's going on with children in our country today and not just our country like it's all astounding the yeah that a lot of the people i know that are anti-choice or pro-life if you want to say are against like refugees even children refugees coming over and i'm just like yes. you say you care about children but you don't care about these children needing our help i don't really yeah, like, i don't yeah i don't know how like i think that it's even it's so fundamental in that like they don't even understand the concept of what they're actually advocating you know by advocating the position of anti-choice i don't think they understand how it applies in the real world does that make sense like yeah mm-hmm. like it's one thing or to they say, do but they're just being dishonest about right. it. right well yeah. i think like i think we'd all get a lot farther in our discussions if you just were fucking honest like you don't want you don't want women to have sex without consequences okay let's start there you know now mm-hmm. there's something we can fucking talk about why why do you feel this way? How did you get to this? And why did you decided that just women, that it's just right. women like why dudes women? Right. have had sex without consequences for Forever. thousands of years? Right. No. And I mean, I think that's the, that's the bigger picture, but like, like you said, meanwhile, you know, refugee children, Syrian children, children, our own country don't have enough to eat. Right. No, no. nobody's, nobody's feeding your children that you so desperately want the women mm-hmm. to have. Well, and let's think about Texas for a second. This like, mm. Uh, anti-choice like mecca of the united states like this republican fucking paradise that it has become thanks to how they've like district like zoned out these fucking districts but like we are 42nd number 42 in all of the states for per pupil spending we don't spend anything on our kids in public school 
And we they put that burden entirely on the taxpayers and the government pays for very little and it's getting like smaller over time. But like, why do you care so much about if a woman has access to abortion or if she's getting an abortion or she has birth control pills? Why do you care so much about that? But when it comes down to these these actual children, like real life kids, like who are who need th- who need health insurance, who need to go to school, who need shoes, who need to eat, like the amount of kids who have to have lunches provided for them is outrageous. It's terrifying. It's and like. No one fucking cares. Well, and even there's a school right down the street from my house and they have a big sign on the fence and like I should go volunteer or something, but they give a school lunch every day during the summer. And I find that incredibly amazing and admirable because, you know, just kids are out of school. They may not be eating because their parents don't have enough to provide for them. Oh, yes. Thank God for schools that have that or think, you know, thank the universe for (laughs) schools that have that program. But I mean, like... And kids get shamed because they have to take school lunches. I mean, there's just, yeah, we don't care about children, really, as a society. We don't care about children. We don't care about old people. Nope. And that's not we, including me. I'm saying that in general, we find, you know, these portions of, I mean, and I honestly, sometimes I think the education problem even goes deeper than that. Like, do they want kids to be educated? Do they want? They don't because the fucking textbooks that they have oh, us use in Texas, yeah. they don't want kids to be educated. Yeah. Well, they it's don't. not just Texas because remember where Texas, where Texas goes, so does the nation because well, Texas here's provides the something about like over our, half of the textbooks. You're right? saying about our textbooks is we print so many mm-hmm. um, that the whole Southern half of the United States uses our textbooks. Right. Exactly. Well, I mean, that's going real deep. Yeah. I was going to just R- add... Tangent time. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. And it's totally, totally valid. Um, just going back to abortion specifically, it, I find that a lot of people that are anti-choice also happen to be anti-sex education and anti-birth control. And I'm like, well, if you really... We all want to reduce the number of abortions. Like, nobody thinks that that's the best option. Right. We would like people to not be in that position in the first place. Right. So... <laughs> But being anti-sex education makes zero sense in that platform, then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because if you're really trying to reduce the number of people that are in that situation where they are pregnant and don't want to be, then you would want to reduce the amount of people that are accidentally getting pregnant. So have better access to birth control. So if 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 you're going to to attack all of those things, then obviously your issue is not that you're really really concerned about fetal murders or something going on like that's not what you're really upset about so that's dumb yeah no it's real dumb and i don't i don't know i you know i work in a place where i know i am surrounded by anti-choice people and i would love sort of love to strike up a conversation but it's something that you know at work i'm gonna probably fucking stay away from because i don't want to get fired you know that's legit i mean i guess Although at this point, go ahead, fire me. <laughs> Although I have had some conversations with people where they actually, I actually told them something they didn't know that they legit did not understand what these various uh, procedures were or didn't understand why, you know, we had uh, some laws that were passed that we mentioned earlier where they were requiring uh, clinics to have, you know, these specs in their buildings that are like hospital grade where you could like have two gurneys going side by side or something like that. And um, which would never be necessary in most of these clinics, the, the way that, that it's not necessary in a dentist's office where you're getting a your wisdom teeth out. Right. It's the same level of of medical danger 
And so why are you singling out this one procedure that is as safe or more safe than others that also are outpatient facilities? So as we were saying, when they passed it, it got overturned. But in the meantime, these clinics that like couldn't afford to like redo their entire building, you know, they just had to close and trying to explain to people, you know, if you are out in West Texas and San Antonio is the closest major city and it's two or three hours away. It's really far. And you're having to take time off of work and maybe you don't even have a car. And, you know, trying to explain that to people of how that is really actually a burden yeah they they don't think about it because you know we live in dfw where there's multiple clinics so they don't understand why mm. closing some would be an issue mm. and because they're then they've never lived anywhere rural right so so it does i mean like i said we, we we've talked about this issue multiple times like if you can have a conversation with someone safely i recommend it Obviously, there are trolls that are are not going to entertain changing their opinion. But there are a lot of people that just don't know the facts, like just really don't understand how any of this works. But on the other hand, if you're at work or it's like family where it's like, yeah, if you want to just start up a conversation with those two dudes sitting on the fucking lawn. Yeah, do it. <laughs> do it. Because I mean, now you're probably not going to change any hearts or minds there. But I mean, it might make you feel better. Um, or it might make you want to burn everything down. It might, and you know, either option, A or B. What, what, <laughs> what have you? We're gonna wrap it up for now, but we have so much more to say about this. We were just kind of basically scratching the surface of the the nuts and bolts of of the medical aspect of choice. But um, I want to talk a lot about the maternal mater- mortality rate in Texas is the worst in the industrialized world. So I have a lot to say about that. Absolutely. And I think we'd like to get to some other kind of more witchy stuff about, you know, activism or herbalism or sort of folk medicine and things like that. Kind of tie it back around to the the main gist of the podcast. So so we're going to kind of cut it off here. But there was so much more. Yeah, we're gonna this be is doing. probably going to be broken up into several podcast issues. So stick with us. Sign up for the newsletter. Yeah, we'll have links to a lot of the articles and stuff that we were citing on here. So and also, if you have feedback for us of things, other issues that you want us to to touch on or thoughts, we would love to hear it. We know there's like literally so many issues on this on this subject. Women's women's health rights, women's reproductive rights, like there's a lot to cover. So we could probably do this for a while, but we would love to hear from you. you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. You can email us at hexrated witch hexrated podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't even know hexrated podcast at gmail dot com. Yeah. We're on the grams. We're on the Facebook. Yeah, we're at hexratedpodcast.com. dot Fancy mm-hmm. websites. Yeah, make sure when you like look for us that you look for hexrated witches and not the hexrated. Evidently, oh, yeah, there's, there's a, a, <laughs> a hip hop dude. Yeah, he it's, goes by Hex Rated. Yeah, we not are, we are clearly not him. We are not him. We get tagged in his shit sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> not us. Don't, don't, yeah, yeah save, save your judgment for later. And then on the website, you can also find archives, right, of the newsletter. That's right, uh, archives rad. of the newsletter, archives of the podcast, and also a bunch of other content from uh, different us. blogs yeah. that we all do and yeah. what to not. So yeah, thanks so much, you guys, for listening and stick with us through this uh, women's reproductive rights series because there's going to be a lot more to come. Until then, hocus pocus, pocus bitches. bitches.